When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Patrick, what uh, what was your evaluation of what happened on Monday Night Football in Philadelphia last night? Don't let the final score fool you. Uh, this uh, bleep kicking was just as bad as the NFC title game in 2018. Uh, just as bad. In fact, I just looked it up. Uh, they gave up fewer yards on one twenty-one eighteen four sixty-six than Monday four eighty-six. They had more yards three thirty-three on one twenty-one eighteen than they had Monday two sixty-four, and the turnovers were the same three. Yeah. So uh, it was awful, and uh, in all areas, in all areas, uh, the the Ed Grim, you know Ed. Ingram uh, was a little confused there on some of those blitzes. They didn't touch anybody on the. I know Cousins was terrible and he missed that pass to Jefferson, or that not thrown to him. But but the blitz was a jailbreak every time. They didn't lay a hand on anybody. They didn't know who the hell they were supposed to block. It was pathetic. Am I wrong? They didn't block anybody. It was just it was just a sprint. There was a guy in Kentucky who had a great time. I don't know what you're talking about watching that game on his farm last night. He thought it was the greatest game he's seen. I think we went to the ground attack 12 plays. Was it 12 rushes? 11. Was that it? 11. 11, 11 rushes. Yeah. 11 rushes. They gave up on that. They gave up on that much earlier than Zim would have wanted to. That's that for sure. <laughs> Just. And it's kind. Of, they're very uh, fortunate that the Eagles kind of put it neutral in the second half, and then they had the field goal blocked. And uh, they had Vikings actually had some breaks in the second half. The the pass that the guy tipped to Hicks, and the block kick that uh, kept it from being as lopsided as it, the final score from being as lopsided as it should have, in my opinion. Yeah. So are you? Uh, I don't know. I, I I had that as a loss all along. The way that they lost was pretty ugly. Do you think this is a, de- a derailment of the season, or do you think it's – because Philadelphia no, is pretty damn good is, is the other thing we learned last night. I think they uh, might have uh, – you know, what I was talking – I actually exchanged texts with Judd a couple of times last night. We were, we were doing the – they were showing on the Vikings-Packers game – this umbrella defense that Donatel plays that basically leaves the middle of the field open. You know, they keep everything in front of them, keep everything inside. And with that collection of receivers and the tackles that Rodgers was playing with, you know, two nobodies, and the 
receivers who didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't take advantage of that. Well, these guys got to be sitting back and in Philadelphia saying, if they're going to play this soft defense, we'll just kick their ass in the middle and we'll let hurt. We'll let hurt break out of the pocket and do whatever he wants to do. And uh, I mean, that defense isn't going to work that, you know, letting everybody, you know, play in the middle there. And then uh, I think the, the key to the game was uh, uh, one of the very keys of the game is Slay played so well against Jefferson that uh, I don't think anybody thought that, uh, you know, Jefferson, there were some opportunities, but not big opportunities like we're used to seeing with him. So it was, uh, it was just a good old fashioned ass kicking. I think that defense, Roycey, I think it works with the right people. And that's the problem. Um, the Vikings looked pretty damn slow and, and you can't like the linebackers Hicks looks pretty slow. Uh, Peterson looks slow. Bynum got absolutely done on that one deep one, that deep shot. Harrison Smith didn't look great. I think the thing is you need to have the speed to keep up with, with that strategy offensively. If you're going to even attempt that defense and the Vikings couldn't do it. Did I see Hunter trying to chase a guy down the field uh, playing defense last night about 12 yards down? That was DJ Wanham. That was DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham trying to run with uh, this. this, So this offense is going to have uh, pass rushing defensive ends chase guys into the middle uh, like that. Uh, And the thing is, he lined up. That was was Smith. He lined up. It wasn't like, oh, my God. It's like at the line of scrimmage, DJ Wanham was on Smith in the slot. Why? Call well, timeout. How about me? How about me? Let me try to cover <laughs> I love that guy, by the way. That Smith. Oof, I love that guy. He's, I mean, they, they didn't really uh, feed him like they could have, but man alive, that guy can make some plays. They're pretty yeah. good. That's, that's what happens when you uh, when you don't have to pay your quarterback any money, right? Absolutely. That's, uh, that's yeah. Good. How about this guy, though? I Saw him throwing the ball all over a couple of, you know, early last year and saying he can't play. And then, they, then they're showing us these videos of him lifting 600 pounds and stuff, <laughs> and he's a rock. And, uh, man, it was just too easy for him last night, that's for sure. Yeah, no, he's – he's. I think they were kind of experimenting with him, and mm-hmm. oh, maybe he'll be the starting quarterback of the future, and now it's like Philadelphia might be the best team in the <laughs> NFC. And well, he's, yeah, when you look around, if they can, uh, you know, they can stay in one piece. And they got the kid from South Dakota State, the big, the big tight end Goddard, who's a, who's a he's, monster too. He's a he's a big old boy. They can, you know, they can throw to him too. So they got, uh, yeah, they're uh, they were they were a good looking team. There's no doubt about it. They got Kelsey too. I mean, they got they got some receivers there. That two great wideouts and uh, you know the big guys too. They they're pretty good. They got Kelsey's brother as the center who's doing well, and uh, they got a. Travis was there too. I, I saw that he in a jersey. Yeah, yeah. His brother's jersey. Looked like, great. looked like he might have been drinking a little alcohol. Too. You think? Uh, you yeah, think the Kelseys might drink in season? Mm-hmm. They said Harden was there last night, yep. and uh, who was there from the Bradley? Hockey? Bradley Cooper was there last Bradley night. Cooper, yeah. oh, Bradley Cooper. Harden. Who was was somebody there from the hockey team too? Did they say or something? Uh, my, was, was Trout Bryce there? Harper was there. Uh, Harper was there. Yep. I don't think Har- Trout was Harper, there. Harper, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Now, now we. Uh, I, I was thinking this was the, the the first game since the there since the NFC title game, but 
Kirk Apparently, Kirk. there's a Linville Joseph uh, interception game that I cannot remember. 2018, uh, Kirk's first year. They came in there. The they came in there. The the after they getting their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. We're very good at that, by the way. <laughs> after getting our ass kicked in uh, title games, can you know we Viking fans from way back when still like to talk about how we proved we were better than the Chiefs by being <laughs> in the opener the next year after losing the Super Bowl. Let's prove that we're be- okay. Good, thank you. Anyway, Falcons, right? Didn't they open no, they, in Atlanta in 99? But they did get beat, right? Oh, I thought they, they beat did, the Falcons. No, they won that, no, they won that yeah. game. Yeah, they won that game. So yeah, we showed them, good. too. We're better than we're you. Very good, very good at revenge games early in the in the, in the season of, after uh, getting beaten in the uh, NFC title games. That's that's for sure. I don't know. I was just – I was a pretty uh, – I, I, I don't want to say that I'm, you know, that, that they're – desperate trouble, but I was pretty amazed at how lousy the performance was in all phases, as we like to say. And then, guess what Kevin O'Connell said after the game? This is all on me. I love it. so sick of listening to that cliched horse crap (laughs) from these coaches. I could die. Okay, you just said that. Give me the six places where you cost us the game. Don't just uh, give me the big old big picture. Where did you screw up? Tell me what your screw-ups were. Well, if you do it the other way, like Mike Zimmer, and you actually do name the six things that went wrong, <laughs> then that's how you alienate your coworkers. So. Yes, right. That's true. <laughs> yes. But don't say it. That's the way to do it. Don't say it, right? Just say, yeah, they were really good. They beat us, and we're going to have to go back to the drawing board at a, in a few areas. But the uh, what would you say was the most discouraging? The first half um, defense, I thought you yeah. came, you came out there and absolutely looked unprepared, and you didn't do a damn thing about it till it's too late. Well, yeah. the defense the, the 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 defense was bad in the first half. They did shut the Eagles out in the second half, which was somewhat encouraging. So I agree, the defense in the first half was a train wreck. I would say the fact that we keep running into the same checkmate place with Cousins that mm-hmm. that he gets in these games, gets punched in the mouth. And you can win. You can win nine, ten games by just you know kind of working your way around games like this. But how are you going to go through two or three rounds of playoffs, road games? You're gonna. These are the games you're playing. Mm-hmm. And he looks like this almost all the time in games like that. The 49ers playoff game on the road. It's uh, it's clockwork with him, man. But, playing with a quiet mind, as Kevin O'Connell put it back in January, is not what we saw last night. And and you know it's hard, but. In they had they blitzed ten times. He was two out of ten for uh, what? What they had some stat like twenty one yards or something, yeah. uh, to, uh, trying to complete passes. But it was a jailbreak, man. You gotta you gotta lay a hand on it. You gotta have some idea how you're. How, what's wrong with having CJ Ham back there to block somebody when they're having a sprint to the quarterback? They didn't give him. There was nobody back there trying to block any of these idiots. You know, that were just sprinting at him as fast as they could. It was, you know, empty out the backfield and let him sit back there and have him when they blitz. They, you know, one Philadelphia called off the blitz in the what the last quarter and a half, so they, they didn't go after him. But uh, yeah, that, I mean, to me, the offensive line still having as many flaws as as the you know, looking as flawed as it did last night was pretty bad too. 
it, I mean, I, because this was where you were thought that you were getting considerable improvement. And let's go. I, I tried to temper the whole Green Bay thing. Of course, I try to temper any optimism. That's kind of the way. Yeah, Killjoy, unlike me. But Rodgers didn't have his tackles, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're playing them without his tackles. So they had no running game. And you're playing him with a bunch of rookie receivers running around in circles. And he had, you know, had very little time to work with them. And I thought the whole phenomenon of, boy, we kicked the crap out of the Packers, uh, blah, blah. You know, the whole celebration of beating that team didn't take into account that you were healthy and they weren't, you know. So uh, that I kind of felt that way. I did not. You know, I don't think, A, the Packers are all that good, and B, they were hurt. So who's hurt? Who's not? That's uh, looks like Harrison Smith, what, concussed? Yep. Yeah, he'll he'll shake it off in about 48 hours, I'm sure. <laughs> Fine. You guys but, see there's the, the, the in that other game, first, huh? the guy who got ambulanced off the field in the Titans-Buffalo game walked out of the hospital this morning, though. So, really? Uh, Probable yeah. for Sunday now. Yeah. <laughs> God, really? football, what? man. you got to play. They brought an ambulance on the field uh, and stretched him did, off. How did Josh Allen get this good? What the hell? I mean, as I, I said a couple of weeks ago, the cheerleaders were in trouble when he was throwing the ball his first year. They could have got, <laughs> <in the head. laughs> got hit in the head at any moment. He was throwing it all over the building. And, uh, and, and now all of a sudden it's just – you know, Stefan Diggs died and went to heaven. He just, uh, they, they just had that, uh, you know, they, they've run, they, they, they're going to have to, have, they haven't paid him. Have they paid him yet? Yeah. They haven't had to pay him. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they still kept a lot of the money. It isn't cap killing them yet, though, right? I mean, it doesn't, I, I don't. No, he's that. not, he's definitely not one of the three top cap hits. He, his cap hits lower than Kirk's this year, for sure. Isn't it amazing, though, to see guys who are happy to be in Buffalo? <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, like, I mean, they had to run, obviously, and, uh, you know, when you had no uh, no way to get out of a place uh, that, you know, back in the, that was one of the greatest teams I've ever seen, and they've managed not to win a Super Bowl, but, uh, these guys seem to be having the times of their time of their lives, and you know one thing: a year like this, this this cheap ass owner up there is going to get himself his new stadium too, right? Pagula, oh yeah, hell yeah, get himself a billion and a half dollar stadium up there, paid for by the state of New York, mm-hmm. just to just to um, keep it going. But uh, anyway, I got one other thing to talk about. Uh, Nick Nelson sent these stats out today, and I just commented. My buddy, my best buddy, Nick Nelson. Twins Daily and Phil Mackey. I I can't see these. Thanksgiving Day. Every Thanksgiving, (laughs) Phil and Twins Daily guys get together. They send each other cards, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was ranting yesterday about this, and then we had these stats. Where are they? Uh, Jorge Lopez with the Orioles. 48 and a third inning, 068 ERA. Jorge Lopez with the Twins, 17 and two-thirds innings, 560 ERA. I blame injuries, for one. And uh, I blame pitching science morons. I talked to Rocco the day they got him. 97-mile-an-hour sinker. We love it. 
then why in hell are you throwing off-speed pitches off the plate on two two counts? Uh, the fact that they ruined this guy, the sciences, the scientists, the geniuses, breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, don't throw any pass balls, breaking ball uh, is one of the, the big, you know, one of the big blights on this team is you got this guy. He was great. And in two weeks, three weeks, within three weeks, you turn him into a piece of horse dog. Way to go, fellas. You guys are Pete Mackey. I blame Pete. He instills no confidence. Pete's not. Josh Call. Josh Call. Okay, let's go, Josh Call. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the the interim pitching coach isn't the one running the whole show. I I have no confidence. (laughs) He looks like he's going to cry every time he makes a trip to the mound. Okay, (laughs) he's always just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Rocco has got to well in the future. He's got to lock his door at uh, in the afternoon and not let anybody in. Just uh, you know, if you let me ask you this, call in Jorge Lopez and say, Jorge, whatever you were doing in Baltimore. Keep doing it. Go get them, yeah. baby. Don't let. Don't look at these printouts that we're giving you to throw more breaking balls. So. so Rocco, as Judd put it last week, is sort of the the front man for for Twins failure, right? That he's the one that he's there with the media every day. He's on camera every day. He's the one that walks out to the mound to grab the ball from pitchers, and so there's a lot of angst and ire that lands on Rocco Baldelli. If Rocco was in a different context, if Rocco was allowed to make more of his own decisions, do you think he would be regarded, or do you think he would actually be a better manager? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I don't know enough of you know. But I think he'd be okay. But the fact that he had to sign off on uh, listen, you know, having all these meetings and getting this. You know, these immense strategies on every hitter and everything, I think, has uh, probably hurt him. But I don't know if it's him saying, yes, this is solid gold stats that nobody can pitch through the third time of the order. Maybe he's a firm believer in that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't, you don't look, you don't trust your eyes. You trust stats from might be two months old against a different collection of hitters. I don't know if that's him or if that's just a philosophy that uh, he's, he's receiving from uh, uh, upstairs, but they got to have serious come to Jesus meetings with themselves. The, the Falby brain trust, they got to realize what they're doing in a lot of areas is wrong. Mm-hmm. And they got to start doing other things. One thing you don't do, you know, very small item, but and I've been ranting about this for a month now. We never steal a base. Let's go get Billy Hamilton, you know, as an extra outfielder. What? You know, yeah, I just don't get them. I just, yeah. I, I just, they make moves that just, uh, you know, are, are, are completely stupid. They're a dumb the one team. that got me, they Talk are the, the one that got me on Saturday. And you tell me if I'm being overly irrational here, but it's I get that it's a double header, and you know guys are tired and hurt, banged up, whatever. But you know your season is on the line, and we could all sit there for the nightcap and say, well, the season's probably already over. But they yes. were still playing as if the season was on the line yeah. in that nightcap. 
And Carlos Correa, who might only be on your team for three more weeks, highest paid infielder in baseball. Yes. Yes. They're going to, well, he, our, uh, our notes tell us that he is going to be a little tired to play shortstop for both of these games. So we're going to DH him and put poor Palacios out there in the starting lineup. Yeah. In a, in a do or die game where yes. if you lose your season's over and predictably Palacios at the plate goes, oh, he's 0 for September, by the way. Yes, he goes, right. he goes 0 for 6, eight runners left on and then butchers that ground ball in the 15th, allowing yeah. the game winning run to score. And what to are we prove doing? It, and to prove it wasn't a fluke, he butchered one the next day too. Didn't he? Yeah. I, mean, he's, uh, I don't think he's your uh, starting day, uh, starting shortstop as you're waiting for Royce Lewis to uh, show up next uh, summer. So, no. yeah, it's uh, boy, they they're leaving a very bad taste in everybody's mouth here. But uh, you know, again, I think what is the three opening day starters in the lineup? Right, three. There's three left. I think there's three. Well, right. they upgraded one of them from Sano to Miranda. So. Yes, they did. They had, they did upgrade that one. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the catchers. They upgraded by, well, offensively, they didn't downgrade much by getting rid of Kepler. But he is a good defensive outfielder. So mm-hmm. we'll give him that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I don't know. I just, how, how they, who have they made better? Who have they gotten? Miranda, mm-hmm. I guess. Way better well, than we there's still time though. Yeah. Well, your list, your list shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to be like when you say who have they made better of all the options. You shouldn't be like, well, there's three guys. No, it should be twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick's a better offensive player, a better hitter than I thought. But mm-hmm. he's uh, some oh. somebody on Twitter yesterday said, I don't know why I get such a thrill when I see Nick Gordon hit a home run. I said. Because he's not in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What he said, he oh, don't God. He's a, yep. he's, a, so. uh, he's a dreamer. But anyway, I just wanted to do my Jorge Lopez uh, rant. No, it's but, a good it's a good nugget. All how right, long well, did you guys stay on Ventline? I lasted an hour. Uh, about an hour 45 mm-hmm. last okay. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go the, check uh, it out. numbers pretty awesome? Yeah, well, la- yeah, I mean, we, uh, yes. <laughs> More, let's just say this. More than when we used to do the show on the old AM stick. Okay. Let's just put it that way. How about uh, how about this though? Uh, after a win, what what is the psychological difference between the callers after a glorious win over? Are the numbers the same, or do you get more well, after defeat? Usually, the big defeats, the Cooper Rush game yeah. last year, yeah. the big defeats are the ones that that bring people out in droves, but. <laughs> But that Packers win is one Probably. of the ten most viewed and listened to episodes of Purple Daily or Ventline ever. Okay. So yeah. that was yeah. a, quite a quite a celebration. And now, now we don't know. Now, now this brings great mystery to yep. the, for the Detroit game, doesn't it? The intrigue this, builds now. Yeah. Ordinarily, you'd be like, "Oh, it's okay. You got awful. Detroit coming up next on your schedule." And now, you, you don't know if you want to face Detroit. Well, Always, uh, Coach O'Connell. Remember this. You're walking into a situation where you get to play the Lions twice every year. They put Bud Grant in the Hall of Fame. They made Mike Tice uh, a 500 coach. They made Chile a little over a 500 coach. They have they have cured the ailments of virtually every Viking coach. Mike Tice, 8-0 and versus the Detroit Lions. So hang in there, Coach O'Connell. You get to play those idiots twice a year. Yep. 
All right, Pat, we will catch you later on. Well, you and Judd on Unchained today, and then we'll catch you yes. here later this week. Yes. All right. See you. All right. See you, Pat. That's uh, Wrapping with Royce. He presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been around for a long time, over 100 years, helping business owners maximize their level of success through risk management tools and resources, like having a really good offensive line for your business. Find out how they can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business, to protect yours. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.